walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I'm your host. The hardest part of the ring. How we doing, everybody? How's your day going, huh? Or your evening? Or heck, even your morning. How we? How are my bumpers doing? How are my herpes bumps doing? I'm still trying to think of like a like a name for the listeners of the podcast. But herpes bumps, genital warts, bump, love bump. I can't remember if I said this on the podcast or not, but I learned somewhat recently that apparently when you're pregnant and you have a belly that's like distending down, it's like hanging down like more so than it normally would. Apparently women call that an apron bump because it looks like an apron and it's a bump. It's a whole thing. Uh, So if you're tuning in uh, looking for that type of discussion, uh, maybe topics including pregnancy, uh, C-sections, trimesters placenta you're not you're most of that i'm not going to talk about on this episode um so maybe try some some other podcast uh that might fulfill your needs in terms of that content but i feel like anybody any 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 no matter what genre you prefer i think everybody in 2003 at least hates goldberg (laughs) Man, this was awful. Woo. Backlash 2003. That's what we're talking about today. Did I say that already? Um, of course, people probably know this show more so than anything. Well, there's two things, actually. You probably know this show for. But one of them is the main event of this pay-per-view. Goldberg making his debut against The Rock, who just so happens to be on his way out. Ski. Of the WWE, his uh, his final match in, in his full time run, at least hopping off to uh, go make get smart and gridiron gang and the tooth fairy walking tall, all of that stuff, right? So he's out of here. Goldberg's hopping in, and boy. He doesn't even come close to filling the shoes of the rock because like we'll talk about it. Why Goldberg's 2003 run was so bad and particularly why his debut month was so bad because there's a lot to get into and the match does not help 
<laughs> and the crowd responds in kind. But like I said, we'll get into that. The world title. What's up with the world title? Well, we got Triple H. It's a part of a six-man tag team match. He's teaming with Ric Flair and Chris Jericho to take on the team of Shawn Michaels, Booker T, and the returning Kevin Nash. Spoiler alert. That's not good either. Um, we got some tag team title matches on the card. We got some women's matches. We got a lot of women's tomfoolery backstage, a little maybe sexual assault, maybe a little uh, bestiality, perhaps. There's a lot to get into. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus John Cena for the WWE title is a banger and a half. Can't wait to talk about that. But oh, of course, I misspoke earlier in thinking that people thought of this show. Uh, for Goldberg's debut. That's probably not the case, actually. In reality, people think of Backlash 2003. They might recall the first time that Rey Mysterio was murdered live on TV. One of many times over the years, whether it's Great Khali squeezing his head like a grape, whether it's him getting thrown off a building, what have you, right? We have the very first instance of... Let's just call it, let's call it what it is. It's his big show um, trying to make him deceased right before our eyes. But again, just just tickling your balls a little bit and getting ready to uh, edge you through this episode. Lots to get into. And we have a good old time talking about this show with myself and my buddy Matt from a pro wrestling podcast with Matt and friends. Check out the podcast, all the info in the description below. Follow him on Twitter. Matt does a great job. He interviews a lot of up and coming talent in the wrestling industry. Does really great interviews. Is a super entertaining guy, as you'll see on the podcast. I mean, he's he's been here before. We covered some TNA back in the day. We had fun then. We had fun here. Coming your way. Follow me. At Apron Bump on all the social medias. Subscribe to the YouTube. YouTube's been popping off recently. Appreciate the support there. Uh, video versions of this, of course, are available if you're not aware. Uh, audio versions are available if you're not aware of that. What else? Hey, do you enjoy the ruthless aggression era? Well, <laughs> you're in luck, Steve. Because uh, you're in luck because... I cover all of that on the podcast, among other promotions, other eras, other timelines in wrestling. I cover a bunch of stuff. But hey, if you want to just scope on down to just the Ruthless Aggression era, early to early 2000s, you know, attitude into Ruthless Aggression, you can go to ApronBump.com where you'll find everything Apron Bump. But you can also go to the Episodes tab at the top and you can select any promotion, any era that I cover in chronological order. You can select ruthless aggression era and that'll bring you to all of these ruthless aggression pay-per-views that i've covered chronologically starting was it vengeance 2002 was that the first one somewhere around there right but i've also covered you know the attitude era stuff before that go, go check it all out just type in apron bump and spotify hit play and listen to everything all at once let me become inside you let let your body become more my voice than your organs. So we got a good show today. Coming right at you. Backlash. <laughs> WWE Backlash 2003 with myself and Matt. 
from a pro wrestling podcast with Matt and friends. He did before, and I'm like, I can't do that shit again. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't have an arsenal of Hawaiian shirts. No, dude, I'm thinking about stacking them up just so in case we do these for future, (laughs) like just Hawaiians. Hey, man. (laughs) As we're getting into the fall, it'll probably all be like on sale and shit everywhere. And thrift stores have a lot of good ones too, by the way. Oh yeah, I purchased this baby on Amazon, dude. I was like, dude, this looks tight. I have to. This is Amazon one too. I got the matching shorts. I'm not wearing them now, but I have shorts that make this look like a romper. When you uh, sexy, it's not. It's not. But it's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe on somebody else. Right, right. No, for sure, dude. Get those little short shorts. Dude, I I wore it to a concert, (laughs) and everybody that I made eye contact with was like, "Hey, nice romper." I was like, "It's not a romper. It's two things." But oh, thanks. Ate <laughs> my ass, bitch. He probably tried to afterwards. I mean, I I, I never asked, but probably. He's like, ooh, Robert. <laughs> don't, don't threaten me with a good time. Oh, dude. How's it going, man? Long time good. no see. Yeah, dude. It's been a while. Um, I know we've been trying to do this for quite some time, but yeah, dude, it's been. When was the last one we did? Like a, over a year ago, right? Like <laughs> It was TNA. It might have been a year yeah, ago. Shit, I when know. I was chubbier, you know, I, I lost a little weight. But yeah, I've been good. seeing you've been hitting the gym. Is oh, it yeah, showing dude, off. I have, to. I have to, man. You know, look at those guns. You know, what I'm take your shirt off. Take your pants off. Let's see that asshole. Dun, dun, dun. You don't skip asshole day, do you? Nah, dude, I stretched that out like fucking <laughs> bird eagles. You know, the way you looked at me when you said that made me think that you're telling the truth. So. I am telling the truth, dude. 100 percent. Like it's like it's like uh, Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura. He's like. My ass is talking, you know. <laughs> right, and that's what you do with weights attached yes. to them, attached yes. to each cheeks. Yes. I like it. That's fitness. That's fitness he, for you, everybody. That is fitness. Except I don't want anything fitting in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, we're having fun. <laughs> that's some wordplay. It's the apron bump. Man, it's I the apron bump. I wouldn't want any backlash from that joke. But speaking of which, <laughs> backlash show three, man. You're able to check out the show. Oh, dude, yeah, I rewatched it. Um, you know, it's crazy because you, you look at like the production back then compared to now. And it's like yeah, you yeah. would think that the production would be so much better. And it's just like. I miss the old school matches, like, right? You know, and it's funny because during that I was watching it. And I'm like, you know, people bitch about camera cuts nowadays, like nonstop. They're like, man, WWE cuts cameras like every 20 seconds. I'm like, dude, there was one part in the six man tag and we'll talk about it later, but. Like there was one part where like they like jumped cameras like 12 times in less than 30 seconds. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is giving me a fucking headache. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. I never notice camera cuts. Like I understand, like if I'm looking for them, I notice them, obviously. But I feel like it's not the worst thing. I mean, they can get overboard, you know, in certain moments. But like, I don't know, man, I watch some of this like old ECW and WCW where it's just like a hard cam shot for like five minutes straight. And it it does get a little dull and you kind of like start fading away like watch this hardcore match for 12 minutes and we're gonna do one straight cam review dude that's that's what it is man so there's a method to the madness i think but yeah the production i mean i I guess we're just talking like overall like everything about the show but i mean one thing that's always striking to me when i go back and watch these like early 2000s shows is like the stage setup, just the like the vibe of the state like the the arena the music like these are all like kind of was unique yeah, and it's like superficial things, but not really when you put them all together. It makes it feel like a pay, like a like a separate thing than the TV show, and it makes it feel like a special event. And I feel like even oh, yeah. though 
Personally, I mean, I didn't think this show like blew me out of the water or anything, but it felt like oh, a pay-per-view. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, there was matches and moments that were like, holy shit, this was cool. Um, you know, but it, and it's funny because I, I was I was thinking about this. And, you know, back in the day when they used to have pay-per-views like this, they used to start the pay-per-view before with Sunday Night Heat. Right. You know, yeah. and sometimes, you know, like they I, I looked online and they actually had a Sunday Night Heat match before the pay-per-view. And it was Scott Steiner versus Rico. We all know who won that one, unfortunately. Um, man. Rico doesn't get enough credit, man. I, I loved Rico. I loved his character work. I thought he was great. You know, uh-huh. such a good wrestler, too. Very underrated. Um, but, man, they used to do that shit all the time, though. Like, some matches that they would have on Heat would turn into a pay-per-view right. thing. Like, it's like, dude, why can't they do this shit again? Like, you know, pre-show matches yeah. get shit on a lot, for sure. But they don't even do that as much anymore. I was supposed to say, I don't think they do pre-show matches no, anymore. No, they just pop be... for like fucking 45 minutes and it's like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the pre-show matches don't really serve a purpose, unfortunately. So I'm not. Although for the live crowd, it could be useful to kind of warm them up, I guess. But oh, I yeah. don't know. So you're saying bring for back the... heat is what you're saying. Oh, I would love, dude, I would love heat. <laughs> I would love Velocity, too, because I remember one night sitting there fucking watching Velocity and it was like the same night that uh, Super Crazy and Psychosis debuted in a tag match, and then also mm. Juventud debuted in a one-on-one match, and then out came the Mexicals two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so I've I've been watching some Velocity with uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast, and it is um, it's not great. It's not a great show. It's it's, <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> like I I had like great memories oh man you had your jamie nobles you had yep. your cruiser with the paul london's but then you yep. turn it on it's the bashams are there every week you got random job matches you might have a hardcore holly a charlie haas and it's like frankie it, kazarian debuted on velocity <laughs> and then had four matches on velocity debuted and, and stayed there <laughs> yeah debuted stayed there and that was like nope gone sorry like okay wild bye. You know? wild but I'll do Backlash 2003. I loved it. I, I, I actually loved it. There was a lot it. of fucking entertaining parts throughout the entire match. It just brought me back to when I first started watching wrestling. That's fair. That's fair. So was it this time period when you started watching? It was the following month. So Bad Blood 2003 oh, really? was the first pay-per-view I ever watched. That's funny. Wow. And it was the first time I ever watched wrestling. Like I missed the first match and the second match was Booker T versus Christian for the IC title. And uh-huh. I was hooked. Like, I was like, okay. Wow. And then, obviously, I watched the pay-per-view after, like, numerous times, you know, backlash and shit like that, because you go back and watch all the wrestling shit. Mm -hmm. Um, But, man, yeah, crazy times to remember, like, over 20 years ago, like, here I am being a wrestling fan for two decades. Jeez, yeah. 20 years, man. 20 years since this show happened. It doesn't feel real. Time's not real. No, dude. And it's funny, because I'm watching this pay-per-view, and I'm like, looking at like all these wrestlers on like Wikipedia and shit and seeing their age. And I'm like, dude, the rock was my age during this fucking pay-per-view. Now, like my <laughs> age now was the rock 20 years ago. And I'm like, yeah. Jesus dude. Like, Oh man. I mean, you, you got a lot of people on this car that are still wrestling today. Like some, you know, not full time, but yeah, I mean, dude, even the opening match, Shelton Benjamin's still pretty much full time, maybe full time on main event, but he's still full time. <laughs> <Right. laughs> we yeah. still Shelton Benjamin. Nah, dude, it, it's crazy because, you know, Charlie Haas still wrestles out there. Yeah. You know, Chavo Guerrero, I don't know if he wrestles anymore. He I don't does. really follow him on the indies. You know, Eddie, you know, rest in peace. You know, he's not still wrestling. 
He's not, you know, not at all. I mean, he it might be not. in a different dimension, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's possible. I mean, the Matrix, maybe? The Matrix, that's actually what, what I was going with. Yeah, yeah, different dimension, yeah. I think yeah. he's fighting Morbius or whatever the fuck. What was his name? Morpheus or some shit. I don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop a, I'm gonna drop a bomb right here. I've never seen the Matrix. Never. Really? I, I have, shit. I have no, not even kind of an urge to either. The original was good. The rest of them, not so much. It, it probably is good. If I, if I sat down and watched it, I'd probably love it. But nah, I got, I got too much wrestling to watch. Got too much 2003 WWE yeah. to watch. You know? Oh, of course, dude. Of course. But yeah, no, this match was fantastic. I thought this tag match was great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it kicked off, like we said, with Charlie Haas, Shelton Benjamin versus the Guerreros. Um, mm. Dude, they had such amazing chemistry, like just together. Yeah. You know, I remember talking to Charlie on my show uh, two years ago or whatever when he was on my show. And like, I was like, dude, you mm. guys versus Los Guerreros, magic. Yeah, no, this there's like a whole like everybody talks about the Smackdown six. And we're kind of like in a period where that's like kind of fading away, like Edge is injured. Rays in the cruiserweight division. So it's, there's kind of some flux there, but like team angle, you could throw them in into that category as well. Just as like the work rate, like we're in an era where work rate is more uh, defined and it's more, it's a bigger part of the show than it used to be. Oh, yeah. And like all these, these four guys, well, these three guys and also Chavo represent that uh, beautifully. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chavo, uh... Hey, Chavo, I... fucking shitty frog splash. <laughs> we don't talk about that one, okay? <laughs> yeah, we 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 do better frog splashes than Chavo Guerrero, probably. I think you Vicky know? Guerrero did a better frog splash. <laughs> you might be you right. Know? It's more impactful, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Just big old can slamming on you. Oh, dude, I wouldn't mind that actually. Vicky's got some milkers, doesn't she? Oh, dude. Nah, dude. I love Vicky. <laughs> I love her. I love her, dude. I would. She could drop right there. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm there's, cool with it. There, there's a demand for everything. But yeah, this tag match, it was good, man. It was solid, solid opener. I do. Um, it, it seemed like the purpose was to kind of further the personas of both teams because the Guerreros are like very early on in their lie, cheat and steal kind of deal. Yeah. So they're <laughs> they're hammering it home like very, you know, obviously here with, the, with what happens at the end. But oh, yeah, that, it's kind of like both teams because the Guerreros are babyface team angle heels but they're both like trying to out cheat each other throughout the entire match and that's pretty much the story um, oh yeah we see we see one part where uh what is it chavo's choking out shelton in the corner and then mm. eddie's choking out uh or shelton's <laughs> choking out eddie and i'm like dude neither one of these men like to be choked like that like don't don't do that you don't know you that know? that's true that is very true we don't know what they do behind you can't assume doors. don't kink shame i won't dude it makes my asshole tighter you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> choking does yeah dude like i'm like i don't, don't want to die to today like i feel like because they always say like when you die you exert yourself or right. whatever like you shit yourself so i'm like i'm clutching my ass cheeks together while they're getting choked because i don't want to die and shit myself you know? so with that logic you're saying that if you prevent shit from coming out of your ass you won't die i think so i don't think that's how the math works i don't know dude it feels like steiner math you know yeah that's actually a very good point and he's on the show so it's all coming together when you really think yeah. about yeah Right. No, 100%. And I think uh, with that being said, dude, you just clench your ass cheeks together and just try not to die. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just how it happens. Um, but yeah, no, dude, you know, I, I think both teams were way ahead of their time with their chemistry. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously, Los Guerreros grew up together, you know, uncle and nephew. 
But Charlie and Shelton, man, the chemistry they had together. And it's crazy to me that Charlie is still not on the alumni section, but you got fucking El Torito on the alumni section in fucking WWE. <laughs> is he really so, not? That's crazy. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. And I'm like, how does Charlie Haas not get mentioned? But you got. I bet like, you they just fucking, didn't think. I bet you if one person asked the person in charge of that, they'd be like, oh, sure. And then they do it. They just probably right. had thought of them. You got fucking El Torito, a little fucking bull that had one fucking match. Bro, that WLC match is goaded. So to it be fair. is good. It is good. Yeah, I won't fucking knock it. Hornswoggle, <laughs> dude, was fucking hilarious, dude. I, I miss Hornswoggle so much. The best. But now, nah, dude, it was a great match. I thought that was one of the my favorite openers to pay per view. Like, really? I, I'm a big tag team match like fanatic. So, yeah, because like, you love team. like Eminem and Paul London and Brian Kendrick oh, and stuff like this. Yeah. So that. That was I was thinking as I was watching this, like right up his alley. Yep, yep. Oh. Tag team match, like, dude. Whew, perfect opener you know we see shelton and charlie win you know and then we see los guerreros do their lie cheat and steal taking the titles leaving and then Absolutely. shelton and charlie ended up back in the ring just like not even going after them just sitting there like where's our Crying. titles like well you just seeing them run away with them like <laughs> go fucking get it well they were probably distraught because of that and also i forgot to mention so kurt angle is currently injured getting neck surgery and all that stuff or recovering from it so Team Angle is without their fearless leader, kind of, because uh, they have a big portrait like set up on an easel of Kurt Angle. They got the <laughs> medals hanging from it. He's there watching over him, even if it's just through brushstrokes. So we got Kurt here and and, they're, and like every time Team Angle like is on the back step, they go back out to the portrait and they're like, Kurt, what do we do? And then I guess they hear the, him say something from it and. Ultimately, it's, it, it's their it version of the Mona Lisa, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> the as Kurt good. Lisa, there you go. The Kurt Lisa, there we go. I love it. Um, but like you said, Team Angle eventually wins. They are able to out cheat the Guerreros. As uh, I think it's uh, one of the Guerreros has Charlie Haas in a body slam. Shelton trips him up from the outside and holds the feet of the Guerrero to let Charlie pin him. So, and it's uh, crazy to think about that because. You're holding your feet down. You can't pop a shoulder. <laughs> like, well, you got well, you got the other teammate on the shoulders. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I don't know. Dude. I just you, you watch so much wrestling. You see them on top of you and you still kick out. So it's like, you know, just work those fucking arms. Well, it's been a know? long match. They're weathered. They're fatigued. They're dilapidated. Okay. That's fair. You know? you know, Chavo Chavo died. You know, there it is. Chavo he's, died. He's gone. I wish. Um, that's, oh, that's, me. that's fucked up to say. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Bye, Chavo. Well, uh, come on. If somebody if somebody gave you the option of switching the Guerreros, like. <laughs> Brutal. I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> I would or wouldn't. I'm not saying that I wish that. I'm, not, I'm just posing that question to the to the zeitgeist of the community to see what they would. So, audience, uh, what do you with. think? We switch Guerreros? <laughs> <laughs> would you rather have Chavo dead? Yes or no? <laughs> bye bye chavo and he's back yeah, i mean it is what it is uh oh, but yeah good opener funny. man good good way to start the show oh, and yeah. uh well how do you follow that up with, with a, a little segment bit of sexual harassment from test oh, uh <laughs> we all know tori wanted test dude she grabbed him you know what i'm saying like is that what you saw oh i saw it are you I are you it. you're in cahoots with Sable, I think. I think so too. Because that's the Who wouldn't uh, be in cahoots with Sable, dude. I'll be in her cahoots. Am I right that's or am I wrong, everybody? Come uh, on. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, we see that, you know, like Tori, ooh. So dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> just, no just to set the scene here. So we got Sable just recently returned to the WWE to um, she hasn't really made her intentions known yet, but she's she's been flirting with Tori a bit aggressively, uh, a little bit against her will. They've been sharing lollipops. They've been rubbing on each other. They've been smooching as per the usual for SmackDown programming in the early 2000s. So that's happening on Raw. You got Stacy is uh, well, also I should say Tori is also in Playboy this year, and that just recently got yep. released. Test apparently it's a big fan of it because he's been looking at the magazine in his locker room, uh, unbeknownst to Stacy. And whenever Stacy walks in the locker room, Test like hides it, shoves it in his pants or whatever. So that's been a whole thing. And Stacey's like, why are you looking at Tori? And Tess is like, no, baby, I don't even like her. She's so ugly. You got nice legs. But then here, <laughs> here's where the plot thickens. So here backstage, we got Tess, Tori. Tess is like, come on, baby, you know you want it. And Tori's like, no, no, no. But Tess is like, actually, I think you do. So he kisses her. Probably not an issue, right? Oh, no. Sable around the corner sees this, walks away seductively to do whatever who God knows what with that information thoughts, whatever Sable does <laughs> now, dude, I, I just, I love how she opened the door. She's like looking and she's like, yeah, I seen that whole thing. And then she just does her casual walk away and she's like, what am I going to do? With she has some tea in her hand and that's going to get spilled here. I believe. Oh yeah. I mean, that, show. that happens the next segment actually after the next match, which is like, you know, we've seen a lot of tests and, Tori and Stacy, the first like hour into the show, like backstage. I mean, do you want to just run through the whole uh, the whole trilogy of segments here? Oh, I mean, we can. Yeah, I mean, we followed um, that one up with the whole Sable and Stacy talking about the Playboy and how Tori kissed Test. And well, we got we got we got to let the people know where she's talking to her. They're in catering, catering. but Everybody's per the favorite place, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cedric Alexander's there. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Poor Cedric, dude. I love Cedric so much, and I feel I so bad him. for him. I just went to a Raw where him and Shelton were in the in the main event, like the pre-show match. So they're just that's fair. Top of my head, top of my penis. Poor Shelton, but, he's backstage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the chef says, "Sorry, Stacy. The boys were hungry. This is all we got." So Stacy's uh, dinner, I'm presuming, is one broccoli floret, one cherry tomato, and maybe one or two strands of lettuce. I guess that's how Such you have that figure. Deal. I guess yeah. it's how, yeah. So it's how you build um, those legs. That's that's <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> one one broccoli floret at a time. Oh, um, dude, that, so, that, like nothing on the plate, dude. Like she was just like, "Fuck it, I'm done." <laughs> she had to have a prop of some sort, I guess. Maybe it wasn't even real food. Who knows? You're right. Uh, <laughs> Play food it. that you get from like little <laughs> what is it? The little kitchen stands when you're a kid, and you're like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <"Fuck it." laughs> Poor Stacy. Uh, well, Stacy's uh, feasting away on that. And then uh, Sable comes in. She doesn't get any food because there's no more. Uh, she she <laughs> lets she lets Stacy know that she overheard a, a, a rendezvous earlier with Test and Tori. And Sable tells Stacy that she saw them kiss and is, is pretty much suggesting that they're porking somewhere in the building. Ooh, steamy. And uh, Stacy's, I think she slams her plate down, right? Maybe the the broccoli goes flying. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just takes one napkin to clean up that mess. Um, Bounty. That's it. <laughs> Clear wipe. 
Stacy uh, later in the night is a few segments later. Stacy barges into the diva's locker room. Uh, she gets in Tori's face and she's like, "You got something to tell me?" And Tori's like, I, "I'm assuming she because she because she thinks Stacy's going to be talking about how Test uh, forcibly kissed her, but she doesn't know that Stacy thought that was consensual." So Tori's like, "Oh, thank God, I didn't want to tell you." And Stacy's like, "Oh, it's true, huh?" Cat fight ensues. By the way, a literal cat is backstage. I don't know if you thought yes! this. <laughs> a cat fight with a cat. There you go. I literally, dude, I shit you not. I wrote that down in my notes, and I don't know if you can dude, see it, but no, it's. it's I believe you. I didn't shit. see it at but first, but I was watching I with my wife, and she was like, Was that a cat? And I was like, That's I literally a cat wrote, fight. Woman's locker room backstage segment. Did you see the cat? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. Whose cat do you think that was? Uh. Terry Runnels. <laughs> Is she still there? She's probably still hanging around, right? She was there at the end. Yeah. Like she was oh, interviewing she was. the rock. That's Dude, right. She was so hot, man. Yeah. Was that, uh, was that your top of the time? I think so. Really? Terry Runnels, huh? She was sexy, dude. I she guess. Yeah. Super sexy. It's a big dumb tits on her. You're not wrong about that. Pointy. Were they pointy? I guess they're, they're relatively pointy. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I loved her. I thought she was hot. You're like a pointy tit. That's what everybody knows about you. Yeah, dude. I mean, hey, it's better than the dick conversation we had last show that we did together. Well, hey, the know? show's still young, man. There's still a the lot of show still left. still young, dude. I mean, we could talk about cats now the rest of the show. You know? <laughs> Let's change it into a cat podcast. I'm down with cats, that. Cats, I can talk about cats, cats all day. Dude, cats. Uh, Do you have a cat? No, I got a dog, but he's kind of a pussy sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So that's basically a cat. Yeah. So am I. So, I mean, it's like cats all around. Cats meow. You meow. know? Dude, they do. I've heard them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting us man on the street. Let's us know that cats meow. Yeah, cats meow. We know that now. Um, there was a cat backstage. First time we ever seen a cat in WWE. Um, Possibly. Maybe. Other than the cats with um, yeah. China. Yeah. The lady, uh, Jerry Lawler's ex-girlfriend or whatever. Uh, Ernest the Cat was Miller. Like was he WWS? Or was he was WCW? WWE at one point in time, but he was WCW. Yeah. He came into WWE for like two months, and then he had some little fucking dude walking with him and did his sound buddy call my mom right. or shit, you know? That's kind of soon after this, I think. Yeah, Maybe like it a wasn't year too so. long after, and he was only there for like two months, and then they were like, bye, Ernest Ooh. Miller. You know what? Actually, he is already there because he, they tried him at commentary at one point, and he was god-awful. This was like November of the pre, like in 2002. It was the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. So I would uh, never. So he's probably in catering somewhere. He's probably eating some vegetable. That tomato off the floor. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. You have any other thoughts on this? The test and Tori and the Stacy and the Sable and the scissoring? dude. I mean, there was one more too. I thought where we was seen it? them. Yeah, we, they had one more backstage segment, and for some reason, Tori was in a change of clothes. And then a box falls on Stacy's head where right, like, yes, Scott Steiner yep. comes out. Like, Thank you. dude, that big ass box had shit in it and it just yeah. knocks her in the head. And she's like, yeah, nothing just hit me. Like, but I, the, the entire time I'm sitting there, like, did Tori really just change clothes for another segment? Like, like and they were what? like still fighting. So yeah. in, in theory, they had because there, there were like three matches in between those segments when they started fighting and when they. <laughs> content like an hour so maybe they got they were fighting so much they ripped each other's clothes off and had to change into other clothes to continue fighting maybe is the, the thing shredded them you know that's you it know? 
We got it. Yeah. We got there. We, we figured we it out. We have the answer. The cat fucking raped her shirt, and then titties were flying around, and Man. we all loved it, but we didn't get to see it because it wasn't there. It is what it is, but uh, you brought up Steiner math earlier. Thank God yeah. Scott Steiner is here to save the day as the, the cat fight is still continuing. I feel like we've been talking about this cat fight for five hours now, but it, that's how yes. it felt watching the show. So, that's like you said, yeah. the bucket, it's she, she Stacy gets rammed into the, the shelf. Bucket falls on bucket her head. Falls her in the head. Yep. Which looked <laughs> stiff as hell, like you said. Uh, she the just sc- sat there too for a second, like, did this box just hit me? Oh, shit. Let me react. <laughs> um, Scott oh, Steiner shit. makes the save. Thank God he's here. Uh, picks her up. Uh, Carries tests. her for a second. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that's like, where's he taking her? I don't know. Um, Tess is pissed. To he go get a change of clothes. <laughs> Not another costume change. So yeah, t- Tess, Tess is like, sees this. Why are you He's doing this, That's a good test impression. Um, Thanks, I try. When you, I, wanna I, see my, you wanna see my other test impression? Yeah, let's see it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he just uh, put a needle in his ass, everybody. If you're listening on, on the audio. Yes. Um, it's not what he did. Scott Steiner and test. When I think of Scott Steiner and WWE, like this is what I think of. Unfortunately, like the bullshit with Stacy and test. Yes. It's pretty Scott much all Steiner's WWE run was just test and Stacy. Dude, just some shitty match matches with Triple H and then test and Stacy, which. Yep. It's better than uh, better than we're doing, I guess. So who are we going to say? Yeah, I guess he made more money than we did. Hey, what's your. uh do you have a Sean O'Hare impression by any chance? Ah, uh, yeah. Hang on. Same one because they're both they're both deceased. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sean O'Hare. Rest oh man, Sean O'Hare is fucking great, man. Dude, He's, he was so underrated, man. That Swanton was beautiful. He is he is jacked to the gills. First of all, so I <laughs> again I was watching this with my wife and she was kind of like fucking around on her phone or whatever. And Sean O'Hare comes out because he has his like trench coat deal. So he comes yeah. out in his entrance and then and my wife's like making fun of him because he looks stupid with the, with a coat and no pants. Yeah. But then he takes his jacket off and the noise that came out of her mouth. I, I think, well, let me guess. She goes, she goes, ah. <laughs> no, she went, oh, geez. <laughs> it's like, thank God Sean O'Hare is not around anymore because I might be in trouble. Um, but also, speaking of, while we're speaking of bodies, she also said, and I want to know if you agree or disagree, that Rikishi has a womanly figure. Nia Jax style. <laughs> right? I mean, like, kind of, maybe. I mean, that that donk, the hips, you know? The it's not a bad thing. I mean, w- <laughs> would you? I think so, yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I never thought about that until you just said it. Yeah, I mean... I'm all now about I can't it. watch Rikishi the same anymore. Or does it enhance your viewing of Rikishi? Mm. Yeah. So Sean Hare does. Oh, come, <laughs> so Sean O'Hare Sean does O'Hare. <laughs> Yes. Back to Sean O'Hare. Um, yeah, no, dude, he was so underrated. I love Sean O'Hare. His WCW days were great. I thought yeah. he had so much potential. WWE just didn't reach it with him. I, I don't know what happened, but dude, he could have been something huge. Yeah, because like I don't remember anything he did outside of this shit with Roddy Piper and Rikishi. Like yeah. 
I think he had like a decent run. And then I looked it up. He actually had a motorcycle accident in November. And mm-hmm. we're here in uh, what, May? Yeah. So, and I, I think it kept him out for like a month and then he got sent back to OVW. So obviously they weren't satisfied with his work for whatever, or maybe it was just like rehab from the injury. I don't know. Yeah. But um, right back on TV because of the injury. Yeah. Well, I guess he had, he was super athletic, had a great look. I mean, he's, he's a black belt in karate and Kung Fu, according to Taz. I don't know. Maybe just made that up, but he looked like I think he was with him. I think with Sean O'Hare was the only time I liked Chuck Palumbo. You don't like him in the FBI now? That's where he is uh, at this point. I don't know, man. Johnny Stamboli was cool with them. The bull? Hell yeah, man. Chuck Palumbo, I just don't think fit because we, we just got done seeing him with Billy. So it was like you go from a gay to an Italian mafia guy. Like, you know, and then he becomes you, a biker. It's a whole thing. It's a whole so. thing, dude. And it was just confusing for me because you know we're here, here he is in love with a man and then comes back and is in a mafia you know what i'm saying like chuck Palumbo catching sense. strays for no reason <laughs> sorry Chucky. by the way fuck chuck Palumbo. yes um <laughs> but yeah no i mean so we all know sean's love with spiders because he had spiders on his trunk and right you know was he actually spider-man is what i wanted him that could have been his get- oh well they already did the arachnaman right or was that was that WWE? It was. It's like, or maybe it, it was like NWA like some or some shit. shit. WWE would do though. That sh- that sounds like a, like an old Kane gimmick or something. The like Arachnaman. A, like he was like a Christmas tree at one point. Then he was a dentist. He was probably an Arachnaman at some point. <laughs> he was. He was Frosty the Snowman too. And probably Kane did man. so many gimmicks. You know. Arachn. Like, I need. I need to. It's gonna bother me. Arachnaman. Arachnaman. Watch yes. it be Sean O'Hare. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Armstrong was Arachnaman, which I'm assuming it was WCW. Uh, so That's not, hilarious. Not Sean O'Hare, unfortunately. Not Sean O'Hare. I mean, close enough, though. I mean, Sean O'Hare, definitely Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> you know, it, I wonder, like, what it would be like to actually get knocked out and busted open by a coconut. <laughs> I mean, because they're pretty hollow, right? Coconuts? Yeah. Got the juice all in them. Um, it probably wouldn't be my least favorite fruit. Like pineapple would definitely suck more to get yeah, it with. Yeah, the spikes. Yeah. Uh, watermelon more dense probably. Um, after that, coconut might be after that. I think Egg, so. Eggplant. That's a vegetable. Um, I'm trying to think. Just throw a whole handful of corn. Just corn. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about fruits, you asshole. I don't know, dude. You said vegetables, so I went with a vegetable. I said no, that's a vegetable. Whatever. Piper <laughs> gets noted. A couple of uh, Granny Smith apples. <laughs> uh, Carlito's not here yet. No, nah, um, a couple years later. But um, no, like Sean O'Hare, I, I I agree with you. I don't know why he never really panned out. I think he might have had some drug issues. It's something along those lines. Which I think he overdosed, and that's what killed right and i think it's why he was initially released too um yeah i believe i could be wrong on that but it really sucks because he had so much untapped potential even it sucks even more because like man i'm dreading getting to like 2004 wwe because there is some good stuff but man it's just a lot of short-haired muscle guys with trunks it's luther reigns and heidenreich and jindrak and chris masters and it's just all of this bland bullshit and Sean O'Hare could have been somebody that like at least stood apart from everybody else. But oh yeah. 
No, definitely. Because he had character work, too. I mean, Chris right. Masters Chris Masters was cool. I liked Masters a lot. I like him more now than I did back then, though. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think I appreciated him as much back then. Was there anything to appreciate from Chris Masters? That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had... Boy, he had some tits on him. I will he, say he that. Could, titty dance, dude. That didn't start till like 2009. Yeah. You yeah. know, when he came back and then his tits were like, people Not were like, titty. Chris Masters sucks. And his tits were like, boom, 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 boom. And then boom. we were all like, wait a minute. Are you, <laughs> you, might, you might be good. That, yeah. We like that. We're wrestling fans. We're stupid. Yep. <laughs> Everybody um, in the crowd being like, tits, tits, tits. And Masters yeah. is like, boom, 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 boom. Giving the people what they want. Let me tell you. Well, we should um we should set the scene here for why this match is even happening. So uh, Roddy Piper comes back. He came back at WrestleMania initially, but then he showed up on SmackDown a few weeks later. He's like, I'm here and I got a new uh what do you call it? Pro uh, not not protege. client, client, protege, whatever the hell. Uh it's my new big man, Sean O'Hare. And then uh Roddy's doing the Piper's pit, and whenever people whenever people think of Piper's Pit, they think of the segment where he smashed the coconut over Jimmy Snuka's head back, what, 10, 15 years before this. So he's alluding to that. And Rikishi's like, hey, I'm Samoan. Jimmy Snuka is Jimmy Snuka. He's not Samoan, is he? Or is he? I think they. Yeah, I think so. I don't think they're related, right? They're not. No, but that's going to upset me now. So I got to look that up. Please do. Um, Because I'm pretty sure they're not related. But maybe it's like, oh, Samoans, brother. We we share the same blood. You know what I'm saying? I got Jamaican there for a second. Um, (laughs) Kofi Kingston. (laughs) Kofi Kingston shows up. Yeah. Um, Nah, I don't know, dude. I can't see if he was fucking. I'm I'm assuming he was Samoan. Well, Rikishi takes umbrage to this. So he's like Fijian. Fijian. Well, that's Fiji? all the same, right? Yeah. Um, Pacific Islands, right? Is that where Fiji is? I have no idea where Fiji is. I would assume with Tamina, I think she has Samoan in. I don't know, dude. We'll Tamina see. is related. Yeah, I think. Yeah, maybe. I Daughter don't know. or some shit. I don't know. Oh, yeah. She's oh, just to Snuka, obviously. Yeah. But um, well, but then I don't know. It's a whole tree. It's a whole web. Spider web. Sean O'Hare. That's Sean how O'Hare. we get back to it. <laughs> Backtrack. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Um, so that's why Rikishi and Sean O'Hare are fighting because Sean O'Hare is basically fighting on behalf of Roddy Piper. Match is happening. Um, it is what it is. Rikishi goes for a stink face. Sean O'Hare kicks him off, send, sends him all the way across the ring. Uh, Piper gets in the ring figure. with his girlish figure. Piper gets in the ring, has a coconut. He's teasing like he's going to hit Rikishi with it. Um, but Rikishi ends up getting a hold of this nut and nuts all over Roddy Piper. Um, oh, but then Sh- him, Sean O'Hare takes advantage of the distraction and hits the, I think he calls it the Widowmaker, yes. which is like a fireman's carry slam, which looks super oh, impressive. Attitude adjustment. Yeah. And uh, Sean O'Hare gets the win over Big Keish. So it's Nobody's you know, put- done that move ever since either. And it's crazy because that move's so yeah. fucking good. You gotta like, do it well. If it looks like shit, then it looks like a shitty, <laughs> like it doesn't look very impactful. But the way Sean oh, O'Hare did impressive. it to Rikishi, yeah, it looked good for sure. Oh, absolutely. And you know, we we can't forget about getting nut on his face. You know, can't forget about that. I mean, that was the high spot of this one. That was so. that was. I think that was the whole high spot of the night. That's that's what it is. Petrol and we're GCS. done, guys. Show over. <laughs> See ya. Nah, dude. I mean, Sean O'Hare just the strength that he had to do that to fucking. Uh, Rikishi, I was about to say Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet, easy. Close. Rikishi, 
nah, you know, that girlish figure is too high to get up. Um, you know, dude, I, I just, I remember Sean O'Hare having those vignettes too, that he did. And it was like, he was like very creepy and shit. The devil's advocate stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot exactly what he was calling himself, but yeah, those promos were really good. Like it kept me intrigued. I, I get, they never really followed up on that. Like he, they kind of like half ass, like yeah. carried forward that same persona, but not really. It was just kind of another big guy. Like he's back. No, nobody cares. No, unfortunate. Weird, weird. But yeah, I think he was too way ahead of his time. I think right now, if he was still alive and now he was wrestling, I think he could be putting on a hell of a match, you know, easily. Could have had a career on him, man. It's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. No, definitely. We'll- we don't I have think, a yeah. I I think after that though we went backstage. I think that was when another Tory Stacy thing happened, which mm-hmm. we talked about. But then we had that segment with RVD and Kane backstage talking about their little tag match that they were about to have with Val Venus. You know, Sean Morley, Chief Morley, the man God with many it. names, but is still a porn star somehow. <laughs> I think he returns as Val Venus like the following pay per view. So yeah. Hello, ladies. I'm back. Don't forget all that stuff I did for like six months before this. Here's my towel and my cock. Yeah, right. The cock that got chopped off a couple of years before. Nah, he was he was he was frozen in fear, Matthew. Yes. You see, I get it, man. They had to reattach that shit. That sucked. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. Well, we got we got the chief here, cockless and all. Uh. Is the special guest referee of this next contest. We got the world tag team titles on the line. We got the champions, Kane and Rob Van Dam versus the Dudley boys. So when I think of so raw sucks, like in this time period, it's not like compared to SmackDown, at least like SmackDown's way better in this time period. And this is like a big reason why it's just like. Uh, personally, I didn't. It was just kind of like um, Sean Morley's like the chief to Eric Bischoff. So he's kind of like an authority figure and he's using various guys to do his dirty work. And then the Dudleys are here, uh, like conflicted, because if they don't do what they say, then they'll be fired. And then Rob Van Dam and Kane are over here with their the wrong music for whatever reason on this show. Um, Did they have they- the wrong music? So it was like Rob Van Dam's old music and Kane's old music, which I've like all the pay-per-views I'm watching in this time period. None of that's dubbed over. So I don't know why it is here unless they had like some special music live on the show. But yeah, um, that just caught me off guard. I don't know. But because um, I didn't catch that with that. I, I The only time I caught that on the pay-per-view was Booker T's theme. That was very later. Weird, on. That, that was like a theme he never used, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like. No, but I didn't catch that. Now I got to go back and listen to the yeah. theme. It's it's the int- instrumental versions of each of their theme songs. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Um, by the way, we got the coach on commentary, which uh, missed Jr. at this point, to say the least. But uh, Jr. has been fired because he was uh, not having Eric Bischoff shenanigans. Eric Bischoff, by the way, fired. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Raw after WrestleMania, because Steve had been keeping his doctor's reports away from him. There's all his neck issues and spine issues. So Eric's like, hey, I'm not going to let you wrestle anymore. You're fired. And then JR's like, a goddamn by God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
And then he's like, that man right. was broken in half. Yeah, he says all of that. And Bish is like, hey, skedaddle, Jimmo. Uh, and then now we got coach here for our troubles. But this tag match here, what'd you think about it? It was okay. The first tag match was way better, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, dude, there was something about Van Dam and Kane's chemistry that I was really very much enjoying. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I loved it. I thought they had a cool run. Um, no, the Dudley, it was confusing because the Dudley's like, you know, after Val Venus attacked Devon, and then Bubba Ray still attacking Van Dam, and then like it was just all over the it's place. It's all I it very was a stupid. Bit messy. Yeah. Um, I mean, not not a bad ending, obviously. I mean, Kane and Van Dam ended up coming out the winners, of uh-huh. course. Um, but I didn't really care about that match too much. I just kind of sat here and was like, is this match almost over? Yeah, because like the whole thing. So Chief Morley is a special guest referee. So you're like, okay, well, he's going to assist the Dudleys in a way, but he's kind of like calling it right down the middle for most of this match until eventually Kane's going for a choke slam on one of the Dudleys. And then Morley hits Kane with a low blow. Then Morley tries to attack Rob Van Dam, but he ducks and accidentally clotheslines Bubba. So Bubba's pissed. Devon's pissed at Morley. And they end up but Lance Storms here with a belt shot, and then the Dudleys give the 3D to Morley, and then Kane choke slams Bubba, and then Rob Van Dam with a five star, and that gets the win. And it sounds all very jumbled and messy, like you said, because it was because it fucking was. <laughs> so it was. I mean, it was entertaining. Like the ending stretch here was fun. Like I'm not gonna, you know, it, it blow, blow, kept title me interested. Frog split. Like okay, yeah, so much going on, but. Like, 17 people in the ring at once. We had a mini battle royal for some reason. I don't know. Like, it was weird. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I like you said, I do like Kane and Rob Van Dam as a team, but oh. um, I, I, they don't really have a tag. They don't really have tag teams. I feel like at this point, I mean, the Dudleys, obviously, but they're entrenched in this bullshit with Bischoff and Morley. And then what was the teams that they had at the time? They had the Dudleys. They had Van Dam and, and Kane. Uh, La Resistance was, I think, about to start. Yes. Yeah, they're they they're had, doing vignettes at this point for them. Yep. They had uh, Rodney Mack and Christopher Nowitzki as the two black guys. Okay, well, if that's... <laughs> <laughs> you if know? that's your third team that you name, we're in trouble. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah. So they didn't really have shit. I mean, they had Vena, or Chief Morley and Lance Storm because they were kind of... Yeah, Regal, Regal's out injured, but it was Regal and Storm, which is fine. Yeah. So it's like... Everything was just a disaster in the tag division on Monday Night Raw back then. Yeah. Well, it just wasn't good. One that that division was not good, but a division that I think was maybe not great, but I think is better than a lot of people remember is the women's division, the women's title division. We got Trish Stratus, the champion, defending against Jazz with Theodore Long accompanying her. Uh, Teddy. Teddy cuts a promo before the match and says that jazz is going to rise above the bigotry and jazz. Do you remember what jazz says? I don't remember exactly, but I think it was like the most racist shit ever or some shit like that. The bitch is back and the bitch is black, right? (laughs) What are we? Has any gimmick like this ever worked for jazz? I guess. I mean, like, look, how are we supposed to react to it as a fan? Like, no, I hate you, you dirty, you know, like, we're not going to. Now we can't do shit like that on TV because it gets canceled. Yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why LA Knight just came out. This is like subconsciously in my head. Um, <laughs> Dummy. Yeah. Who's the last person to do like a like a explicitly race based? Get Kerwin White, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe there's not a good uh, selection. <laughs> Dude, if it ain't white, white, it ain't right. You Kerwin know, White was so fucking. And then, dude, they had the uh, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, what was it? The Eddie Guerrero. Uh, fucking the um, tribute show. Tribute show the night yeah. after, and then. Chavo's out there with his fucking blonde hair Dude, still, like goofball. Like Dolph, Dude, Dolph Ziggler's we, on his golf cart. It's a whole thing. Yeah, like that was terrible. <laughs> if it ain't right, it ain't white or some shit like that. <laughs> if it ain't white, it yeah, ain't right. There, there you go. Yeah, so I guess up, both apply. Um, but Somehow yeah, that's... Chavo turned into a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Jazz is here, and that's what she's doing. It's, oh, it's a whole Teddy's got this whole posse of jazz and you, you brought up Rodney Mack and I think Delos there. Maybe he was at one point. I, I don't know if he's still was, there. Wasn't it like Mark Henry jazz, Rodney Mack, Ooh, Mark Henry, uh, yes. Chris Nowitzki, you know, like I said, the the black team of Chris Nowitzki and Rodney right. Mack. Does know, Chris you, Nowitzki become a part of it? That's so funny. Yeah, dude. I, I don't remember like, that. Yeah, because the next pay-per-view, the so the next pay-per-view is Bad Blood. And Nowitzki and Mac fought the Dudleys in the first match. And that was the first match that I missed because, like I said, the first match that I seen on the pay-per-view and that was the first match I ever seen was Booker T versus Christian. And uh-huh. then I rewound it and watched the first match and it was the Dudleys versus Mac and Nowitzki. And Nowitzki took his face mask off because he had that like nose cover shield or whatever that right. Trish Stratus was just wearing. And he fucking runs and fucking smacks Devon or Bubba in the face <laughs> or something. And like they get the win and then teddy long is saying some racist shit again and we're like okay man <laughs> you, you dodged a bullet because your introduction to wrestling was almost rodney mack and chris nowinski which you would not be sitting here talking about wrestling if that was the case no we'd be talking about fucking vegetables getting smacked in your face <laughs> man, man there's still more of that to come i'm sure um well we got trish here the champion uh the match itself i thought was pretty good i mean it was very fast paced. It was pretty hard hitting. Like the women in this, I say it all the time. The women in this era were like, you could tell they wanted to wrestle like that. You, yes. you could tell they didn't want to do the bra and panty shit. They wanted to get in there and wrestle. And this felt like a good just back and forth match between two wrestlers. I don't know what oh, you it was really good. It was really good. And it's funny because I can't believe coach called jazz a bitch on commentating too. well, like, if she like, calls herself a bitch. I think it's right. fair game, right? Yeah, coach is just like just out of nowhere casual as fuck he's like yeah the bitch is in the ring and i'm like <laughs> bravo well, <laughs> like, is, is teddy long on commentary for this match or was he just ringside no just ringside but okay. dude everything teddy was doing was fucking fantastic <laughs> like, teddy's a treasure man he's a teddy treasure is, he does he have you blocked on x like oh, he's God, got I don't me know. blocked I, i'm not even gonna call it x because i hate that shit he's got me blocked on twitter like i followed him one day and then the next day I was looking and I, I seen that he blocked me because I followed him. And I was like, that's so fucking wild. Like, I just hit follow and you're like, block. I am blocked. What the fuck, Teddy? <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Teddy Long. Did he? Because I know a while ago he he got he said he got hacked or something. Yeah, and that's why everybody's was, getting blocked. Everybody got blocked, dude. Everybody got blocked. Like everybody posted on Twitter that time. They're like, 
Yo, did Teddy Long block you because he blocked me? And I'm like, yeah, he blocked me oh, too. Like, we're about to go one on one with the Undertaker or something, you know? This is a tag team match. <laughs> oh, it's, dude. But dude, yeah. But watching this match, like, you know, I, I was watching it, dude. Jazz had such an underrated drop kick. Like, dude, her drop kick was on fucking. She is an athlete, man. She's so fucking freakish. Jacked. Dude. She's so fucking good. Um, it was fun fucking lo- funny that teddy long threw a fucking shoe at trish like <laughs> <laughs> yeah because trish it's the uh stratisfaction and teddy breaks it up with a shoe and i was very confused because i didn't see it like when it first happened yeah. i was like why did trish get off her <laughs> i see just the shoe and it was like we're i'm she's like looking around and i'm like what the fuck just happened like who throws a shoe head? honestly teddy long and that's why he blocked all of us and it all stems back to this i'm with you I think so. You. I think I think because Teddy couldn't throw a shoe at us, he was like block. That's the theory. That's the metaphorical shoe throwing. Yes. Of the intranets. That's that makes sense to me. Makes all the block. sense in the world. So you get blocked on Twitter by me or Kyle here. It's that's a shoe. Us. That's it. What size shoe do you wear? Uh, twelve. Really? Yeah, I got some big ass feet, dude. I me got too. Some, I got some feeties. Oh wow, just giving the feet away for free. Wow, that's wild. Look at that, dude. Look at that feet. I mean, it's, Look, just it's all full of dog hair too. Ooh. Oh yeah, my yeah. There's cat hair all underneath this desk. It's all in between my toesies. One day I'll uh, do a show with you shirtless, so everybody could be like, "Ooh, look at him." Are you covered in dog hair in the in the torso yeah, as well? Dude, it's actually just my hair, but still. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot of chest hair going on. It's just I wish I had more. You know, I do, but it's patchy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like one mm. spot here and one spot here. You know, that's it's like it's like I feel like Steve Carell and 40 year old virgin. I was, that's what I was thinking of, <laughs> you know, smiley face. You get nah, dude. Yeah. Waxed and <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Nah, but uh, dude, that was fucking hilarious. I just Teddy Long just fucking whipping the shoe. And then the referee's like, why are you throwing shoes? And then Jazz obviously picks up the win immediately after. Becomes yeah, this new woman's champion. A series of like, yeah, Trish goes for the stratisfaction again, and then Jazz counters it into a roll up, and then some other roll up counters, and then Jazz ends up on top and grabs the ropes and gets the cheeky win out of nowhere. So Jazz, Jazz is the new women's champion, and uh, I mean the division is always like until like Trish and Lita's like our main eventing role and stuff. It's kind of just middling, but I mean it's yeah. there are worse things, I guess. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like you said, that women's division at the time was so good. I mean, I think the women's division now has way, way more potential. But Mm -hmm. I think like the matches, I feel like they just feel rushed. So it's like they don't put on like good spots. Like they're trying to do too much in these matches that like less is more. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just so like um, like. they, 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 their matches are never long, so I think they always have to rush. So I think they're like predisposed. Is that the word to like rush everything, even when they yeah. have like a lot of time? Oh yeah, um, terrible. Like I, I just watched that triple threat match from like two pay per views ago when uh, it was Oscar versus Bianca versus Charlotte, and I was like, this mm. match is just awful. Like, and I don't think anybody else like agreed with me, and I was like, I'm watching this, and there's so many botches in this match. Because yeah. it's like they're trying to do too much. I can't Plus even. I remember the match happening. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in that, other than the main of the, uh, money in the bank deal at the end. But yes, wild. It, maybe it was, maybe just awful. it was bad. Yeah, it was awful. Like, and it's funny because I watch this shit. And I'm like, 
Women need to chill. I'm glad Nia Jax is back, though. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That's Nia just Boss. a wild thing to say. You're glad Nia Jax is back yeah, and dude. women need to chill. <laughs> women need to chill and, you know, Nia's back. We're all good about that. I'm good about it. I'm happy about it. And Nia's back and Nia's black, as Jazz would say. So, <laughs> is she? No, she's just Samoan. Is she? Yeah. Is she? Is Nia Jax Something. black? Call in if you know. Call in uh, if you guys know. Is she black? Well, I got two people that are not black in this next match. We got Rey Mysterio versus the Big Show. If Big Show Ooh-wee. wanted to be black, I'm sure he could be. Yeah, who's going to tell him no, right? <laughs> I mean, he was a baby on fucking New Year's Eve, so. Wait, we saw him rap against John Cena that one time on, on SmackDown, so he's got yeah. a little something in him. And he was also Rikishi once. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I might have that up. He was also I love the thought of his his resume. That's like yeah. the second line down. Rikishi, was Rikishi once. Baby, John Cena, <laughs> uh the giant fucking what was it? Captain Insano. <laughs> yes. God, what a what a life of Paul White. But Dude, um, had, the guy who got his dad buried at a fucking funeral and Big Bossman ruined it. Like <laughs> Bro, we're th- we're throwing out all of this ludicrous stuff that Big Show has done in his career, but this match right here is right up there with everything. <laughs> Holy shit. So first of all, this is probably my top 2 matches of the night probably right here, weirdly enough. Um it was it wasn't long, but I thought between like a match between Rey Mysterio and Big Show like, how is that going to be good? But I thought they did. <laughs> the, the, did. Did you? I mean, what what are your thoughts? Because like a lot of people, like <clears throat> especially when the conversation of like intergender wrestling comes up, and people are like, oh, "That's not realistic." And then the other side's always like, well, "What about when Rey Mysterio and Big Show face each other? Is that realistic?" Which I guess I'll pose that to you. Do you does does like the lack of believability like hinder a match like this for you? Yeah, no. I mean, when it's a guy like Big Show who we know can perform. And a yeah. guy like Rey Mysterio that we know can perform, it could be something awesome. If it's a guy like Great Kali versus Rey Mysterio, then uh, just kill Rey hey, Mysterio man. and call it a day. Squeeze his head like a j- uh, like a grape. Yeah, or a coconut for that matter. There we go. Con- you know, continuously. Yep. But yeah, <laughs> continuously. We continue storylines here. Uh- That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> we got more coherent storylines on this episode than this yes. show does. Yes. Here. Um, you, well, we missed the backstage segment before this match. It was uh, the backstage segment with Booker T, uh, Triple or uh, HBK and Kevin Nash asking each other if they were ready for some reason. Like, was that was that? I think that was after this. No, maybe not. I put it as before. So I mean, I might be wrong. Well, I had it as after motherfucker. Well, we'll we'll go into the big show scenario <laughs> and then go to it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, one thing for sure. I miss Rey Mysterio's pop up entrance. It was Oh, beautiful. yeah, it was yeah. so cool. Um, but we all know the big show is definitely the underdog in this match. You of know, course. Yeah, definitely. We got a 500 pound guy versus a 175, but big show, definitely the underdog. Um, we definitely seen big show show his strength off against Rey Mysterio, who was definitely laying in a gurney at the end of the match. Um, <laughs> you know, but the, sh- the underdog big show definitely came out on top on this. It was, a, it was a cool, cool, quick, fa- fast paced match. Uh, mouse. Yeah, cat and mouse Mysterio doing his let me run out the ring and run around like a fucking psycho and then mm-hmm. dive back in. And then Big Show runs in and, you know, it was cool. I mean, like I said, I mean, when you put guys like that in a match and know how they can perform, it tells that story, you yeah. know. But like I said, if you got a guy like, you know, Titus O'Neil versus Hornswoggle. <laughs> how dare you? 
So, sorry. Um, Titus O'Neil might fly through the, under the ring and Hornswoggle's under there already. And then they there fight we go. Each other, Was know? that a thing they did on TV? I feel like that's like a skit they did where Titus went under the ring and the Hornswoggle was there. I was just laughing because that whole greatest Royal Rumble when Titus O'Neil flew yeah, under yeah. the ring, just Hornswoggle's under there as well, like just chilling. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they start battling it out or some shit. That's where he lives. Nah, I, I, you know, the only time I think we went under the ring was when Triple H and Shawn Michaels went under there for Wee Court or some shit. Right. Right. Yeah, Who could forget? That was, that was the only time we went under the ring for <laughs> activity. Um, but yeah, no, I that sounds legit. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I thought the big show winning, obviously, was a, the great choice, right? You mm-hmm. know, choke slamming the shit out of Rey Mysterio, beating the shit out of Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Rey Mysterio went for a West Coast pop. Didn't work, you know. But hey, he hit a 619, so that was... Yeah, I was about to say, because Ray, I mean, the whole like reason this match is happening is because Ray had been uh, humiliating Big Show on SmackDown with, uh, you know, he'll hit him with a 619 around the post and then run away and Big Show will like (laughs) Like trip over his own feet and then he'll like be on his ass because of this little Ray Mysterio and then he cost, uh, it was Big Show versus Tajiri on SmackDown and Ray Mysterio cost Big Show the match by countout because of all his shenanigans. So that's why we're here because of all the embarrassment and then it continues within the match when like you said ray hits up a couple six one he hits a six one nine to the face to the gut and to the legs yep um which by the way taz called it like whatever six one nine times three is he like called it on the fly so either either he's a fucking (laughs) (laughs) mathematician or he knew that was coming but that was not steiner math taz it was not that was right (laughs) that was that brooklyn math baby he's like Um, 2000 and something (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, Ray's, Ray's just like a gnat, just flying all over the place, hitting him with like blows that barely move him. Yep. Uh, but Ray does hit him with the chair at some point, unbeknownst to the referee somehow. I forget how that happened. But. I thought he, I thought the referee was even looking at it too, like just staring at it and being like, oh, you're good. You're I smaller. think the deal was at the big show because Ray was on the floor. Big show was on inside the ring trying to grab Ray from the inside out. And the ref yep. is directly behind Big Shows and his big fat body, you know, block the view. So I think that's what they were going for. Yep. But whatever the case is, eventually Ray, like you said, goes for the West Coast pop, which I don't know the phys- physiologically if that was possible, but it was not here because Big Show catches him one choke slam for the win, which is I, I thought the finish was cool because it was like all this shit. It just takes one move that shows the size discrepancy between the two. So it was, I like the finish. Can you actually picture Rey Mysterio hitting the fucking West Coast pop on her? I don't think like, that would go good for Ray, man. I mean, Jesus, no. 500 pounds on your, your cockles like that? Yeah, yeah. just died. Um, rest in peace, Ray. Uh, but yeah, no, great. I thought it was good, man. The, the the cat and mouse shit was really fun. It was very entertaining. Obviously, Rey Mysterio is the underdog nine times out of ten still. Um, I don't know. Uh, to god knows why i don't know why he still is champion santo should be champion but we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> well big show tried to prevent that after yes. the match yes um he so ray mysterio i mean he just got bludgeoned by this giant so they put him on a stretcher and then one they, choke slam just killed him i guess i mean dude this dude's four <laughs> times his weight i mean he just <clears throat> made his insides explode i'm assuming so that's why he's on the stretcher. popping up in the ring. 
that's why because of this chokes or maybe it's because of what happened next because they carry yes. Ray on a stretcher to the back. Big shows back. Big shows black. He grabs the stretcher and swings Ray Mysterio, who is strapped to the stretcher. He takes it, swings it like a baseball bat against the ring post. Ray Just goes drops him. <laughs> face because Ray doesn't have his hands because he's strapped in so he goes face and head first onto the floor <laughs> holy shit what a visual this was huh he goes back just drops the dude fucking boom. fuck Dead. me dude how do you do you don't learn that in wrestling school <laughs> no like dude then they did the replay later it was slow motion and you watch Ray's head just oh Got another surgery in his left knee after that, or something, you know? Oh, dude, that's that's the funniest shit I've ever heard. Like, his hands are strapped and just fucking concussion. Like, what the? I don't think they thought that one through. <laughs> no, dude. Big Show literally just fucking dropped him. Like, oh, man, that was like, hilarious. Great. It looks like a cartoon, though. Him swinging a human body like a baseball bat at a ring post. I thought it was awesome. That you know, other, other like, than that. That reminds me of some shit like backyard baseball, like back in the day on the computer. Pablo like, Sanchez. Pablo Sanchez. Yes. The goat. the goat. And that's not a racist thing right there because they're both Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, Pablo Sanchez, Rey Mysterio, one in the same. I'm, I'm with you. I never thought goat. about that. The greatest luchador of all time. Or is Pablo Sanchez the greatest luchador of all time? That's what I'm saying. Rey Mysterio. Eh. Pablo oh, Sanchez. I see. I see. Right. Is there a backyard wrestling game? I mean, there is a backyard wrestling game, but like of that series of the kids playing. I wish, dude. I would get that in a heartbeat. If there isn't, there's, be, there's money being left on the table if there's not. Let me tell you. We need you. to create that game. Let's Nobody do it. Well, Pablo Sanchez enters the ring. 619 on the big show. Yeah. Pablo Sanchez, the goat. Yeah, people say he's the goat. People say Rey Mysterio's the goat. But people, but Michael Cole thinks the goat today is John Cena. Who's in this next match for the WWE title against the champion, Brock Lesnar, which is a match that I didn't really realize happened because this is like when I was getting back into wrestling. I think I missed this pay-per-view live, so I never really like went back and watched this until now. Yeah. So but it's it just, you know, because we're like, what, a year after his debut, John yep. Cena. So he's already in a WWE title. By the way, last year at Backlash. Do you remember what the WWE title match was? 2002? Yeah. Um, I want to say it was with Hogan. It was Hulk Hogan versus Triple H. Two old, sweaty, steroidy fucks. And now we got two young steroidy fucks here in Brock Lesnar and John Cena. So it, just, it shows the changing of eras because you had like all like Undertaker was the champion and Hogan and Triple H. And now we got... Lesnar and Cena facing off. Were they off, really so. the champion, though, or was steroids the champion? Steroids is always the champion, brother. That's what it I'm never saying. it never goes over or it always goes over, you know? So well, I think it also goes under because it also makes your pee pee smaller. Oh, I see. No, I think it just makes your balls smaller. Uh, it makes your well, pee pee bigger. I heard I heard uh from the movie Benchwarmers that there must be steroids in macaroni because it makes your pee pee smaller. <laughs> Dude, I love that movie. Uh, it's it's not a good movie, but I love that movie. <laughs> I am 12. I guess you're a pretty good catcher of donuts <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> Brother, I'm going to go do a bench warmers watch along, I think, on the on my YouTube channel. I think that'll get views. 
I'll join you. <laughs> that's Please fucking do. great, dude. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like you said, we have two young studs coming in, doing mm-hmm. their thing, Lesnar and Cena. I think this is like Lesnar at his prime because now all he does is can suplex people. And it's physical it. prime for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, now he just fucking tosses people like it's nothing. Well, that's all he needs to do, though, you know? <laughs> yeah. German suplex 20 times. F5? The Over. people love it. The people right. love it. Count it. One, two, three, four. Nah, but it was a good match. I really enjoyed this match. Um, you know, Cena obviously um in his in his little promo says his name will be a name that we all remember. We do. Um, but it's definitely yeah. weird because we know the name, but we still can't see him. Wow. That's a good point. Like, how do we know a name of somebody we can't see? I mean, you can know of something that's invisible like we know of casper, casper. did you say casper yes <laughs> well, perfect, casper, timing. Both of our perfect, perfect timing um he turned into a real boy though so i think at one point he was like pinocchio john cena? or some shit yeah john cena oh. casper turned into a real boy in that movie for like two seconds oh i see i see yeah uh, um, um but yeah, no, great match. I thought it was fun. I thought it was very entertaining. You know, Brock, for some reason, has a Band-Aid on his head because... So, John Cena... So, first of all, John Cena is here because he won a tournament um, that crowned the number one contender. So, Cena beat Eddie Guerrero, Undertaker, and Chris Benoit on the way here, which is what a cast of characters to beat in your first year. Right. Like one after the other. But... Three weeks in a row. So, John Cena's here, and then on the SmackDown, that was a few days before this, uh, John Cena hit Brock Lesnar with his chain and busted him open on SmackDown. So Brock is still he has a bandage on his head, which I feel like you don't see that nowadays. Bandages on the head, but they stapled. That's I it. guess, but um, it gets opened up again in this match. Of course, it does. The fresh wound, but yeah, I, I agree. I really liked this match. I thought Cena looked like a threat, even though he's yep. still very early in his run. Like he he has he's pretty much done nothing up until this point. Because he had the deal when he debuted and he had the stupid tights and that none of that worked. The and Jay then, Lethal tights? The Jay Lethal tights? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, I guess he beat Chris Jericho during that run a little bit, but there was no never any momentum behind him. But then the rap gimmick, of course, we all know how that went. Um, but it was every week, like every week he was saying something about his dick. Well, even here, he's like, if you don't like what I'm saying, you can suck ma. And then he holds his mic to the crowd and they yell dick. So and I'm pretty sure he grabs his nuts too at the same time. Just to make sure you know which dick he's talking about. Yeah, right, right, right. You have to make yeah. sure it's there because steroids, like I said, makes your pee pee smaller. So there we go. There we go. But yeah, I mean, it was it was weird because you've seen Brock literally fight a ghost in this match. Um, yeah, he was Michael, fighting nothing. Right. You know, figment of our imagination. Some of us can possibly see him. If John right. Cena follows you, you could see him. That's Plans the only way. That's the only way yeah. um, there was one point, dude. I, I love when commentators call re- moves the wrong fucking move. Um, like so Michael Cole called John Cena's throwback move, which is the um, bulldog face buster that he does where he like yeah, flips yeah. over. He, Michael Cole's like and John Cena with a neck breaker. And I'm like, that wasn't a fucking neck breaker. No <laughs> neck was that, broken at this. This might have been the first time he did that, though, to be fair. So he really threw him for a loop. That is fair. Yeah. So, I mean. I don't remember him actually ever doing it before that ever, ever since that part though, it was always ugly. Like he never did it the same way ever again, right. <laughs> like, you know, but 
you know, if it wasn't for the ref's distraction, taking the chain away from Cena at the end, Cena definitely won, would have won, you know, of course, um, fucking referees always have to ruin good, good shit. That's good shit. It's not good shit. You know, nah, it was very upsetting because, you know, that match, it was great ending. I think could have been different. I would have loved it, but Brock almost broke his neck the week before and killed or a month before I killed himself. So I guess we have to give it to Brock because Brock should have died. I think that's kind of the story here, because at this point, Brock and Cena are just on completely different levels, like in terms of like how credible they are. But Brock is still reeling from that neck injury and he's busted open. And then Cena is using his chain and his low blows and everything to. I mean, Cena controls a lot of this match with all that brawling and stuff. Like I said, he looked like at certain points like he could win and he felt like he belonged here, which is yeah. it's weird to like talk about John Cena. Like, oh, man, he's he's up and coming. He's really looking like he's 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 there. But at this and point, he was still very not even there anymore. Like, dude, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Like, and I'm sitting here like, dude, thinking like. It's funny because a year later, not even Brock's gone from WWE. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yo, dude, what the fuck is going on now? Because you got mm. a guy who we all are like the next best, next big thing. And not even a year later. And he's like, peace. It's yeah. wild house, how short his run was, but how like impactful it was. You know? Oh, yeah. Because when he came back to the WWE in like 2012 or whatever it was like, dude, everybody fucking popped. Like yeah, the moment yeah. his music hit, like we were like, and we knew it was coming because there was rumors about it. And that's what I fucking hate is because like when Goldberg fucking showed up, nobody knew Goldberg was coming because dirt sheets yeah. weren't really available. Now it's like, well, Jade Cargill is on her way to WWE possibly. And like now no, and it's all like, the details, she's in the performance center on Tuesday. Like, why do right. we know this? Brian Pillman Jr. signed to WWE already. Like, dude, just stop spoiling everything. Let it happen. Like, yes. I'm you with know? you. But yeah, no. So, you know, I I agree 100%. I thought it was a great heavy hitting match. Fun, entertaining. I mean, it really showed John Cena as the future. It really sure. showed Brock as, well, but now. whatever, because he wasn't the future. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Gone. Um, but no, nah, man, it's cool to watch that and see how back like John Cena was and to see like two years later, the elevation he would have got you know, becoming WWE champion, being one of the all time greats. I mean, he's not in my top 10 list of all time greats. I mean, I have my own list, but John Cena is one of the top 20 for sure. No, he's great. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you can hear the crowd like starting to get behind him. Like even they're booing him, but they're like entertained by like his rap in the beginning. And then he has the whole deal with the Undertaker after this, which is one of my personal favorite Cena matches of all time. Yeah. At Vengeance. Oh, um, so good. And it's their story like a, was so fucking good. Like the whole, yeah. you know, fantastic. But Cena, I think, had like after that, like the run of a year, like, you know, becoming United States champion, becoming a face, you know, with the Survivor mm-hmm. Series match and everybody wanting John Cena on their team. Like it was great, dude. Great. He's the man. Um, But yeah, I mean, just to, just to remind that, dude, just to go back and like think, holy shit, dude, like. I was 10 like or 12 when this happened. Like it's fucking crazy to think like 20 years later, here we are. John Cena still doing his fucking thing, running down yep. the ring like a fucking psycho. So um, Brock kind of they're, yeah. they're at the same you know, capacity to them. They got, they come and go, but yeah, I mean, Brock's um, been more consistent than Cena. Yeah. But, um, 
speaking of guys on this show that are still going at it, we got Chris Jericho, uh, which, by the way, you are right. The segment was before this match, but yes, it was a, uh, a backstage interview with Lillian Garcia. We got Jericho, Ric Flair and Triple H, who will be teaming together in this next match. Uh, my question is, what the fuck is on Chris Jericho's face? Nobody ever knows. Are you I, talking about that long ass goatee? No, no, no. See, he had the goatee. It is no longer there. Rest in peace, the goat. But he is now sporting a handlebar mustache, which I don't remember this era of Jericho. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to that. You need to go back and review the tape because it is, it is sensational. Well, it's not, but it's something. It exists. Are you just Googling handlebar mustache Chris Jericho? I'm just, I'm just Google searching Chris Jericho. Backlash 2003. Uh, backlash 2003. Because I don't think it lasts very long. I think it, I mean, eventually it goes clean shaven again. When he enters his baby face phase. Yeah, he had an interesting face. He does have a face. You're not wrong about that. He has a face. And dude, when they showed the fucking uh, when they showed the preview of the match, Jericho had that fucking goatee. Yeah. Yeah. So it is is freshly chopped is Jericho's face. Fucking Jericho ruining his fucking face, dude. Yeah. Whatever. But, um, I don't know. Did you have it? You brought it up earlier. Did you have any thoughts on this this backstage segment? So not this one. Yeah, this one was just kind of. But I mean, the one before with, you know, HBK, Nash and Booker T, it was just kind of like them asking each other, like, are you ready? Are right. you ready? Are you ready? And I'm like, I'm ready. Just fucking go to the ring. You're ready. <laughs> I'm like, ready. Jeez, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm on. Well, they, they don't they don't trust each other. Matt, you see and it's it's funny though because i i noticed this earlier when i was watching uh this match again like not even like a year later like booker t was way too trusting of nash and hbk because less than a year before that they kicked him out of the nwo dude i was gonna bring that up which is something i never put together <laughs> we have literally the 2002 nwo here versus yes. triple h jericho and flair we got booker yes. t kevin nash and Shawn michaels um so kevin nash recently returned from his 78th quad tear and uh you could tell the by the way he's moving by the way jesus christ <laughs> but um man nash this era of nash i'm just i love diesel like diesel oh, is yeah. one of my faves and kevin WCW, nash wcw kevin nash was good great character right here man i mean we're just he is just a watered down diesel slash kevin nash guy he, he comes back literally because he sees Triple H and Shawn Michaels fighting. He gets in between them. He's like, come on, guys. We're all friends. Remember? Whoop, whoop, the click. Um, Diesel literally became unleaded in this match. Talking about gas. Diesel gas, unleaded gas. That was a terrible joke. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and not say uh, anything. Show's <laughs> over, guys. That's um, good. No, I got it. Got Diesel gas. <laughs> We got two more matches here, um, (laughs) so I got to stay. But yeah, I mean, we got the unleaded gas, um, not even premium. Nope. Um, Doing his thing, you know, Booker T's theme. What the fuck was that? Well, how did it go again? I don't even remember, dude. I don't even want to try to remember because that was just fucking awful. It might have been like off of one of the um, like those weird albums that they would release where it was like the wrestlers sing their theme songs. (laughs) <laughs> the originals yeah, yeah that's what it was dude i actually there were some songs i actually liked like Bo- Kurt Angle's bookers like, oh, bookers was can you dig it 
because yeah. he had a different one that but he yeah. had like yeah, words yeah. to it kurt angles how did that one go <laughs> i don't suck eddie los guerreros was fun that was a good one um yeah what was it there dude there was so many that were good lita's i was not a fan of no um no. The Dudleys was cool. The Dudleys was catchy, actually. Uh, we had enough. <laughs> that's, uh, that's their song did, right there. Didn't Taz have one, too? I or don't know, the, dude. It might have been an older album. I'm going to look that up really quick because, dude, the WWE originals, I could still play those fucking songs sometimes because they were fucking... Mm. They, were, they were catchy sometimes, yeah, dude. Yeah, whatever floats um, your boat, man. They had... Okay, so... They had Chris Jericho's "Don't You Wish You Were Me." That was that was good. Yeah, all of these they would like use them once and then never again. Like just to like right. advertise the CD. So this came out. This came out right before Booker T and Rob Van Dam won the tag team titles. And I remember during their tag team title run, they used their original songs from WWE originals and uh, tied them together. Ew! Like gross. And I was like, what the fuck are we listening to? They had so they had Stone Cold doing like five different segments throughout this thing just talking mm. for the originals they had eddie guerrero and chavo doing a song about fucking lying cheating and stealing right they had kurt angle doing the i don't really suck ray mysterio singing some song about crossing borders fucking racist shit right there i think that one was actually a pretty good song i forget how it goes i remember that that, that comes to mind as a good one i could be wrong I don't remember, but they had uh, Rikishi doing a song called Put a Little Ass on It. Mm, just <laughs> so, a little bit. Just a little bit with this girlish figure. Um, and it's funny because all the wrestlers here have their wrestling names like listed as the artist. Fucking Rikishi is Solofa Fatu Jr. Like they don't even say Rikishi. They just oh, do his real is name. Is that his name? Solofa? I, oh, maybe Solo. That makes sense. I'm, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong, but possibly no solo um, kishi stacy keebler had a song booker t which was actually not bad but when they tie it with rob van dams that was not yeah. fun uh then they had trish stratus singing a song Ugh. john cena with his basic thugonomics well there you go that's something I, that was the only one <laughs> that was good <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that album is about as good as i thought this match was because I, I mean, it wasn't a bad match. It was just, I, I have nothing for it. It was a six man tag. You got six huge names in there. But ultimately, it's like, OK, we're just building to a future. Because Triple H is the world champion. He's not defending his title. He's. Yeah, I don't know, man. What you, what'd we you all think know about where it's one? going with the segments backstage. Kevin Nash is obviously leading to a world title match. Um, it was OK. Like you said, there was one part that I, I laughed because Shawn Michaels literally super kicks Ric Flair in the middle of the match and then right after triple H pedigrees him. And then like literally two minutes later or not even a minute later, Ric Flair standing up on the apron and Shawn Michaels is still laying there dead. Like <laughs> that's I'm why like, he's Dude. the best man. Yeah, right. Like, and he's not even moving his arms. Like Jericho's like kicking them and fucking dropping elbows and shit. Yeah. And Michaels is just sitting there like, stiff as a fucking board <laughs> and i'm like dude are you gonna fucking maneuver at all <laughs> like what nope. are you doing to yourself um but i mean they literally there was one part like i was saying they cut like 12 different cam camera angles in this match at like one segment um there was one part where booker t literally was trying to punch y2j and i'm pretty sure he punched the ring post that um, sounds right yeah like here's jericho's face like and here's the ring post like if we're watching like here, he's got to like, cock out everybody and he's like there goes my mic that was <laughs> penis. 
That was what you said. Yep, that was my dick. Um, but yeah, some shit like that. Like he did that shit. I was like, oh, okay. Punching fucking fists. Like I mean, that was probably the best together. spot of the whole match, you know? Punching the ring post? Yeah, I mean, that yeah. was the most realistic shit we could get. Because <laughs> yeah. then afterwards, he like punched him again. And I'm like, dude, doesn't your fucking hand hurt? Like, what no, the fuck he, are you doing? He regenerated health, don't you know? That's how it yeah. works. Well, I think after not winning the world title last the previous month where he should have, I think he became like super heroish. Like, I don't know. Booker T yeah. was fucking. But Booker T, dude, that spine buster he hit in that match was fucking beautiful. Oh, he's got like, a beefy one. It's like an Alabama slam spine buster. Like fucking nice. back first slam. Yeah, it's a, unfortunate he would never really get back to that world. I mean, he would win, you know, from Rey Mysterio if you, as the King Booker deal. But as Booker T, he would never really reach that level again. Um, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H, of course, they will continue to fight forever. And then Kevin Nash and Triple H also kind of <laughs> they've had they had like a 2013 ladder match or some shit like that. They'll yep. keep fighting forever. I think um, it was Triple H versus CM Punk or some shit. And Kevin Nash comes out of nowhere. And he's like, he's, I'm here to. And then fucking CM Punk the next week is in the ring and he's like, my niece texted me the other day and said, LOL, I thought he was dead. <laughs> like, and Nash is still pissed about that. He shits on CM Punk every opportunity he gets on his podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, Kevin Nash probably tears quads on his podcast. He probably does. You're not That's wrong why there. he sits there and he can't get up because his fucking quads going to tear. <laughs> but yeah, well, no, I mean. It was pretty solid. I mean, there was a part where they did like the figure four and lion salt combo, which I thought was awesome. That was nifty. Awesome. It was cool. Um, we've seen, you know, the end match end, obviously, with a sledgehammer getting the one, two, three. As it does. Yeah. Nash hits the jackknife on Chris Jericho, but then Triple H is in there with a sledgehammer to the face of Nash for the win. So Kevin or uh, Triple H wins, I guess. But Kevin Nash gets a world title match. So it's like, who cares? But it was fine. I get it. Having all those names out there. But like I said, it just didn't do a lot for me to think about it. Ric Flair was actually really fucking good even at that time. And he was like 54 years old. And the fact that he's still wrestling today is mind blowing, even though he's (laughs) had his quote unquote last match. But we know that's not seven times. (sighs) Seven times he's had that last match. Nah, dude, yeah. like watching him, though, in that match, like he was in tip top shape, like still going at, like full of like you don't see that at 54 with a lot of wrestlers now. Yeah, I mean, you got Jericho's damn near 54, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Jericho is like 54 or 56 or some shit right. like Jericho's still killing it. I'm sure if Triple H came out and fucking wrestled the match, I'm sure he could still. I mean, if he didn't him. have the heart issue, he probably would still be wrestling. That's oh, the yeah. I think keeping him away. I mean, he's still he's probably better shape now than he is. I mean, he's Ever. obviously beefier back here in 03, but he's oh, ripped so now. Is the Rock. So. I mean, we just fucking seen The Rock come back on fucking Friday, which was like, holy shit. Well, yes, you bring up The Rock. We might as well roll right into the main event we got, which it would, it's pretty much The Rock's last full time match, really. I mean, he would obviously come back Bye, and have, you know, little one offs here and there. But uh, we got The Rock. Versus a debuting Goldberg, who wasn't even there for a year. <laughs> oh, dude, where where did it go wrong for Goldberg? Tell me. And in and, and this run, everywhere. Um, so in this run, so I I remember watching it because obviously the next pay per view was the first time I actually seen Goldberg, and then 
you know, knowing that he was only there for less than a year, it's like fucking what the hell, but he didn't really do anything for me. I don't know what it was, but everybody was like so hyped on Goldberg. Like Goldberg's my dad's favorite wrestler of all time. Mine and too. I'm like, is he really? Well, Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash and Goldberg are top two. And Ernest the Cat Miller. Yeah, yeah. It's always a number three, you know? Yeah. I think if you list the top five greatest performers of all time, you got Kevin Nash, Goldberg, Ernest the Cat Miller, Chavo Guerrero. Uh-huh. And Nia Jax. There we go. What a Mount Rushmore. Get out of here. We have With a mount. one extra face. There we go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Goldberg's run, dude, was fucking atrocious. Um, that's so I'll, I'll, I'll run through like kind of like how he came in in case you're unfamiliar or you just forget. Because, oh, I am familiar. Yeah, but we could tell the audience because I was like vaguely familiar. Like I said, this is like when I was getting back into wrestling. So watching live, I don't think I really absorbed it. Plus, I never watched WCW. So Goldberg, I didn't really have a lot of, you know, I didn't care about him that much. I, I knew he was a big name in WCW, so it was very intriguing. But from my understanding, I, I think, you know, his later, you know, tenure in WCW, he began to get like he had the streak and all that. But once he lost, it was pretty much all downhill from there. He like turned heel and then he was kind of in and out. So he didn't have a lot of momentum coming in in 2003. He had been on the shelf for a couple of years. So it's like, yeah, it was cool to see Goldberg in WWE. But then once he's there, it's like, what do we do with him? And he could look if they booked him like they did. And what was it? 2015, whenever he beat Brock in like 20 seconds. And he was because you know, Goldberg, he doesn't do 20 minute you know, get your heat and then make a comeback and then you know, we'll trade finish. No, Goldberg just smashes people in a couple minutes or he gets smashed in a few minutes. And that that's what we do with Goldberg. They're trying to put Goldberg into this WWE formula and it just, it was shit. It was, and he comes back. He makes his debut. We've all seen, you know, he comes back and spears the rock in the middle of the ring. Then the weeks that follow, man, I mean, first of all, the, the next segment we see Goldberg in, he's doing some shit with Goldust where Goldust is like, oh, we're both gold brothers. And then Goldust puts the wig on him, which is silly. It's fine. But we're already we're just kind of like, ah, oh, Goldberg is a silly goose. <laughs> then the rock concert, the second rock concert, not the one in Sacramento, but the second one. Do you remember that at all? I don't really know. You don't because it was shit because I don't even think because it was like an acapella concert, which I don't even whatever. But he's like singing some shit. I don't even remember what he was saying about Goldberg. I mean, Goldberg comes out. They brawl. But then Goldberg. Oh, no, no. Rock brings out Gilbert (laughs) into the ring. And he's like ragging on Gilbert as if he's Goldberg, honestly. But the crowd, if you go back and watch this, the crowd is like, what? Like, they're not reacting to it a lot. And Goldberg comes out. He like ends up like choking Gilbert, but then the rock rock bottoms Goldsberg. So the rocks on top. So we're already making Goldberg look like a goof a little bit, but then Goldberg chases the rock out of the arena and Goldberg gets in his Camaro to like, cause he thinks rock got in his limo and stormed away. Goldberg gets in his Camaro and it like <laughs> shorts out on him. So he has to get out of the, the car and run where the rock just drove away, but it wasn't the rock in the limo. So the rock didn't even leave. So the, you see the rock like peer out as Goldberg runs away. And then the rock goes and does an, an encore of his concert, but now Goldberg's back. And I think, um, 
the rock beats him up again. Like he hits him with a chair in the back of the head. Brutal yeah. chair shot, by the way. One of the most sick chair. If you go back and watch it, it was crazy. Yeah, I seen that in the like when they were doing like the whole promo of the match. Right. So the rocks making him look like a jabroni in the buildup. And Goldberg comes into this match, which spoiler alert, Goldberg wins. Of course he does. But the crowd was not having Goldberg, man. I don't remember Goldberg getting booed in this match, but they were not into him. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were chanting Goldberg sucks. They were. They were. It was. It was I mean, people love The Rock, you know, especially this new iteration of him. I think he was just very entertaining and people didn't want to boo The Rock, which is funny because it was the opposite when it was Rock and Hogan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. And then the match is what it, I mean, again, it's like Goldberg. You're not letting Goldberg do his Goldberg things. And I think the match itself was kind of. It had its moments towards the end, but overall, it, it, again, it didn't do a lot for me. And it did. I don't, I don't think they were taking advantage of the mystique of Goldberg, really. No, not really at all. I mean, there was one point where Goldberg hit a uh, the first spear, and it was fucking atrocious, like the most ugly looking spear I've ever fucking seen yeah. in my entire life. Like, I'd rather somebody hug him. You know what I'm saying? Like Goldberg, terrible. just like, um, um, but yeah, no, terrible. It was awful, and then. Goes for a second one, fucking runs into the fucking ring post, flies out of the fucking ring, um, yeah. hits well, that an kind atrocious of, rock bottom. Yeah, well, I was going to say that the spear into the ring post obviously hurt his arm, and that's like most of the match is rock attack on the arm, and Goldberg yep. not being able to do his power moves because of that. So, Yep, but. and uh, then you've seen Goldberg hit another spear, and then you got fucking, uh, you know, another ugly spear, I should say, and then the rocks fucking do it as like, dazed and fucking confused shit like mm-hmm. are my am i gonna get spared again and fucking <laughs> surely he's not around. behind me <laughs> yeah no i think goldberg still is running after my car um, probably you know but then he gets spared again which was the only spare that ever looked good from goldberg ever um you know it's funny because i love the spear into the jackhammer combo mm-hmm. like i've always been a fan of that but man, Goldberg does it so ugly. I'd have rather have fucking Ryback do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have the right guy to sell it, it'll look all because he had a legendary spear against Christian on the Raw. I think it was the Raw before this, or maybe two Raws oh, before yeah. this, where he just. I mean, even when he was sparing the shit out of Dolph Ziggler, I mean, I guess it's just that how looks you good. It. But it's it's also it's Dolph Ziggler. He knows how to take that shit, you know. Yeah, Dolph knows how to take everything. I mean, right. well, don't want to say everything. That. He didn't know everything. how to take Sonny. Um, oh. <laughs> Or Nikki Bella, apparently. Oh, um, you know. <laughs> nobody knows how to handle Nikki Bella. Jesus Christ. Well, well um, Amy Schumer says that Dolph Ziggler is too athletic in bed. So I maybe wouldn't that's, know. That's never been my problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, nah, just two seconds for me and then the woman's satisfied. You know? Yeah, you know. They're satisfied. That's all it takes. No. Three seconds. <laughs> they'll, they'll, figure, they'll figure it out. Yeah, they'll figure it out in the 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 long run. No, the long yeah. run. Um, no, dude. But I mean, it was it wasn't the worst main event I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wasn't the greatest. There was one part where The Rock speared Goldberg, and fucking Coach called it a spinebuster. A fucking idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude. You know, it's so funny because like, do you ever catch commentators calling moves the wrong fucking name, and you're like, are you fucking dumb? That was that. Like. Yeah. To be fair, it's probably you're on the fly. It's his first pay per view. I'll give him some slack, but yeah, and yeah, it is a spear, not just a falling spine buster. 
Uh, that's true, I guess. Yeah. You yeah. know, unless yeah, you're hugging coach. him. But it's funny because, dude, I, I was thinking this when I was watching Goldberg and his facial reactions. I'm like, dude, Braun Breaker is literally the love child of Goldberg and Scott Steiner. Doesn't even look like Rick. Just Scott oh. and Goldberg. No, probably for the best. Yeah, they doesn't look like Rick. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a fucking dog face gremlin. Um, sure does. But yeah, I mean, Goldberg's nuts seem to be hurting in the match for quite some bit after getting stomped on. Um, yeah. That was like the only like besides the fucking Val Venus spot where he fucking uh, low blowed Kane. That was the only nut shot that we had, man. I was very upset because there wasn't a lot of nut shots. Not- I think John Cena hit Brock with a nut shot at some point, I think. That sounds about accurate. That sounds like something he would do. And then we've seen some testicles a couple times in this. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, pretty solid pay-per-view, I think. Um, I think Goldberg, like I said, had like literally the shortest big name contract in WWE history, like less than a year to even be there. And, you know, somebody that had all this hype about him, like Jesus Christ, dude, like sign me to a fucking nine month contract and pay me good money. I'll fucking hug somebody like. Yeah. And I mean, he would go on. I He would do stuff with Chris Jericho. Then he would become champion. But yeah, after like never... a seven month feud with fucking Kane and Triple H. Yeah, it's just not good. We're all in 2003, man. It's just not good. There is just. I remember I remember watching the Elimination Chamber match that Goldberg was in. Yeah. Um, and I remember I really wanted him to win because I was hyped on him. Like I was like, I really liked his look. I, like I said, I liked the spear Jack Camber combo, mm-hmm. but now watching back, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, why the yeah. fuck did I want him to win so bad? It was cool in WCW when it, he felt like such just a, like an unknown, like just a rogue, like where the hell did this guy come from? But then after yeah. a while, it's like, although he does come back, obviously, like we mentioned and kind of makes amends for this run. Um, but they match in, with the Undertaker, which is by far one of the worst matches of all time. Overstayed his welcome, perhaps. Yes. But <laughs> over um, to AEW. There we go, hey, dude. You might say that as a joke, but who knows? Who the fuck? It's going to happen. At this point? It's going to happen. I mean, I'm not going to take away anything from Rob Van Dam being there because I'll I'll say anything. Seeing Rob Van Dam, I'm cool with. Yeah, yeah. I still well, think he's doing his thing um, very well. I mean, the frog will be on collision next week. Yes. His frog splash is always fucking great, but oh, still. Yeah, I'm very excited that I get to see him on TV again because it makes me remember my childhood. Like, dude, him winning the TNA world title was the first time I ever skipped uh, Monday Night Raw to watch something else. Like, really? Because it was it was hyped up Van Dam versus Styles like. Rob Van Dam, his TNA theme song is among the worst, not just the worst wrestling theme songs, among the worst noises that I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Rob Van Dam! It's just, it's... Van Daminator! Well, I'll tell you this. That might be shit, but you know it's not shit. This is you, Matt. Once again, thank you for making the time to check out the show. Come on, talk about it. Where can everybody find you? And a pro wrestling podcast with Matt and friends. So you guys can find me at a pro wrestling podcast with Matt and friends. I don't know my fucking tags, to be totally honest. <laughs> Let me check these up. Because, I'll put like, them in the description. It's I could just, just a, it's just a bunch of letters. So it's at a P W P W M A F 2020. I'll Boom. say 
I've never like listened to a podcast and like, oh, let me type what this guy's saying into the. No, I go into the. I go <laughs> right. into the thing. I click on the link and I go there. So it's right. Like, like, I'll, I'll put it there. Just, just follow me when we get there, you know. And uh, just do you it, know, I, I do my podcast. I do podcasts with up and coming wrestlers that we're all wanting to know for the future of pro wrestling. The future of pro wrestling looks the brightest it has ever been. So if you ever want to come check my show out, we do a new show every week with new up and coming wrestlers, wrestlers that you might've already known. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And Kyle, this has been a fun time once again. Can't wait till we do it again. Cause this is fun. I'll have to order another Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm going to drain your bank account on all these Hawaiian shirts. Hey dude, I'm cool with it. Hey, if that is what it takes, that's what it takes. But hey. it's been a blast, man. I had fun. Um, but yeah, guys, until next time, this was fun. If it ain't white, it ain't right. Yep. <laughs> the bitch is back and the bitch is black. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a new sign off, so I'm, I'm, I'm workshopping it. I don't know if that one's going to stick. It probably it probably that, shouldn't. That might but. stick for like this episode because we talked about Kuro and White, but love that, it'll just be like a completely unrelated episode. And I'll say, all right, everybody, if it ain't white, it ain't right. Good night. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> But thanks again, Kyle. I appreciate uh, it, man. Hail Satan. Once again, thank you to Matt Boy for my pro wrestling podcast with Matt and friends. Go check out Matt wherever you uh, listen to podcasts on YouTube as well. Check him out. Um, does really good interviews with lots of wrestling talent. He's a good boy. He's a sweet boy. He's handsome. He's got a tight old butthole. Uh, as, as do I, I guess apron bump on all the social medias go follow me go go like like the video subscribe leave a comment leave a tickle leave a little bag of mints under my pillow as you caress me amorously to sleep and that is about all daddy has for you today (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening go on get I'm hard. Yeah. It's a hard Talk around and disregard it. Trip you off the ground, show you the hardest. Standing strong and proud of me. And I guess let's get started. It's the hardest. Talk around and disregard it. Trip you off the ground, show you the hardest.